0: Ladies and gents, people of all ages, gather around. I'm your host, Hyrulean, and we're back to talk about some bonus points. Now, it's been a little less than a year since I first brought up the Steam Deck. The day it got announced, I made a feverish, hype-filled bonus points where I kind of just gushed with excitement for about 20 minutes And uh, the device finally released late last month, and so now I thought it was a good time to kind of go back over the device in hopefully a little bit more of a casual manner. Uh, But spoiler alert for anybody tuning in here, I'm so hyped for this device still. This might turn into another hype gush, but I'm gonna try and keep it somewhat level, and I just wanna discuss some of the things I've seen from different YouTubers and reviewers, uh, and kind of share what I plan on using my Steam Deck for uh, when it arrives hopefully sometime in quarter two. So, what is the Steam Deck? If you've been living under a rock or you're just not a PC gamer or a gaming enthusiast in general and you haven't heard, uh, the main storefront on PC that everybody uses to buy their digital games is ran by a company named Valve, and of course it's called Steam. Valve has released various hardware projects in the past, uh, all the way from like Steam boxes way back in the day, which kind of shared the general idea uh, with our device we're gonna be talking about today, all the way up to the Steam Link, which was basically just a cheap device that would cast your Steam games to a TV, and at the very, very high end, the Valve Index, perhaps the best VR headset we have to date. Um, They've made a multitude of different devices and all of them are various quality and I didn't mention some of them like I haven't talked about the Steam controller yet which a lot of people hate on the Steam controller Um, but the big part about Valve that I love both as a PC gamer and somebody interested in gaming in general is they are undeniably innovators. They have done so much with the Steam platform that revolutionized gaming and I really appreciate what their company has done for gaming as a whole. And that could be anything from the fact that they were kind of the first digital storefront that unified PC gaming into one singular place. You could talk about the fact that they have all the great integration with the Steam community for all the games or if you really wanted to bring up something huge you could talk about the steam workshop and how they turned modding into this simple task from what it used to be which was a little more tedious uh, where basically you just have to go on the steam workshop for the specific game you want mods for and click a little plus button it'll download the mods and put them in the right folder for you they really have done a lot for gaming and pc gaming specifically and that's the point point. and When they partnered with HTC to make the HTC Vive and release Steam VR alongside it, they revolutionized PC VR and when they released the Steam controller, despite it being a huge flop, they also introduced Steam configuration through the Steam platform, uh, which has allowed PC players to basically use any controller they want on their PCs and have complete and total customization over the devices which is amazing and I love it so much and I use it every single day they just they've done so much and the Steam Deck is the next iteration of Valve's innovation and basically what the Steam Deck is is it's a PC gamers solution to the Nintendo Switch before the Steam Deck was even conceptualized if you wanted to play your PC games in a portable form factor. You're either stuck buying uh, multi-thousand dollar, typically Chinese-produced handheld, uh, like the IM Neo or anything by GPD, like the GPD Win. Uh, and the quality varied from cheap, but high performance to like, good quality as far as the builds, but really low performance. Nobody really struck a good balance and the space other than that was completely dominated by laptops and gaming laptops are huge because people want to be able to take their whole PC setup with them wherever they go. But unless you're willing to shell out a ton of money to the likes of GPD or AM Neo, there's no way to play PC games in the form factor of a device like the Nintendo Switch. And Valve's first way that they kind of tried to fix this was by introducing Steam Remote Play for smartphones and tablets, uh, which basically allowed you to buy, like, grip controllers that would go around your cell phone, and then remote play your Steam games to your phone. But that was very internet dependent, and since it was still running the games on your computer, if you had terrible internet, it didn't work very well, or if you had spotty Wi-Fi connection, and you couldn't really leave your house. There was no way to play these Steam games on a portable device outside of your house. So, with the Steam Deck, Valve is essentially trying to solve this portability problem that PC gaming has. Because you're either going to be carrying around a whole bag full of like. charger and a big-ass gaming laptop, or you're just not bringing your PC games on the go in any meaningful way. Enter the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck is a PC with a console form factor. When you boot it up, it boots into SteamOS 3.0, which is essentially a custom shelled version of Linux a distro if you're a little more Linux savvy Uh, that Valve has Taylor created with a bunch of kernel edits and shit uh, to be optimized for Linux gaming and Windows gaming by using a compatibility layer that they developed along with a bunch of community members in the Linux gaming scene uh, called Proton. And we'll get back to Proton later, but Proton basically uses like wine and I think they call it, what do they call it, DXVK, which is DirectX to Vulkan, and a bunch of other tools to make Windows-only games run natively on a Steam Deck, and it's really, really impressive stuff. Basically by doing some software wizardry, uh, the Steam Deck can essentially be treated as any old Windows PC, and games can run on it just like they do on a regular gaming PC. Which is very very helpful because developing for Linux is usually something that developers don't focus on because there's such a small install base for Linux. There is a handful of native Linux games on Steam and by a handful in terms of Steam we're talking about hundreds and hundreds but something needed to be done to make compatibility higher if a device like the Steam Deck was going to exist. So thanks to all the hard work of the community and a little help from Valve's engineers. We now have Proton, uh, which not only works on the Steam Deck, but also works on any Linux distribution, and in an ideal world will allow you to play most of your Steam library fairly comfortably on the Steam Deck or any Linux PC. Most games on Steam are currently still untested. It's a far cry from their promise of 100% compatibility or however they worded it that was kind of we are aiming for 100% compatibility but yeah there's about a thousand that are confirmed at least playable or better and I think about 600 of those are flawless on the Steam Deck which means you just download them and they work as if you're playing on a console which is really really nice Uh, but the rest of those are either unsupported which that's mostly VR games and some games with anti-cheat where the developers haven't allowed Valve to enable it. Um or some weird games. And like VR is like a weird case scenario because obviously VR is not gonna work, but there's like a couple really weird ones that just have really specific weird quirks that Valve's been trying to work on fixing. A good example was Persona 4 Golden Edition. Uh, for some reason it was completely botched on the Steam Deck and on Proton. It just did not work, but they pushed an update and they fixed it. Another good example is Apex Legends. Apex Legends had anti-cheat, and it uses Easy Anti-Cheat, I believe, and basically, previously, Easy Anti-Cheat was not enabled for Linux in Apex Legends. So Apex Legends, despite the fact that it would work, was unplayable on the Steam Deck, But the other day, Valve pushed an update to Proton that made Apex Legends work flawlessly. And not only is this a great thing for owners of the Steam Deck who can now play Apex Legends on the go, Linux gamers also are now able to play Apex Legends for the first time, which is really, really exciting. And I could do a whole podcast episode on why... Linux being more viable for gaming is a good thing, but if you want to hear some of my thoughts, check out the Linux episode of the podcast that I did a while back. It's fairly out of date as far as, like, my actual usage goes, but some of the information I cover in there is still pretty good. Uh, But then, of course, after all of this, you got all your games, you got all this shit, you can do a lot more with the Steam Deck than a console. Once you get tired of playing your games you can add web-based apps to your Steam Deck to allow you to do things like uh, Discord or YouTube or Netflix or Spotify and basically what they are is you can either add them as apps by installing them through Linux's package manager or you can just use the website and add the website as a shortcut to your Steam Deck's menu which is really really handy. Um, But that brings us to a good point. How would I go about adding Linux app application, like app images to my Steam Deck? If the Steam Deck UI is all locked down and it's controller-based, how would I get to, like, you know, the Linux app? Surely Valve wouldn't let me just open up any old application downloader, like it's all locked down, right? <laughs> and here's the kicker the Steam Deck is fully hackable. And not in the sense that it's like you can hack it. I mean, I'm sure you could hack it, and I'm sure you could hack on it. But I'm talking about hackable as in like tinkerer hacking. From a simple click of the power menu options, You can press switch to desktop mode and the Steam Deck suddenly loads into a Linux desktop environment based off of KDE and what KDE is is basically KDE is just a window manager uh, that makes Linux look fairly similar to Windows in many ways it gives you access to basically multi-window apps like you would have on Linux, there's an application launcher that looks just like the start menu, and there's even a store where basically you can download these things that Linux has called packs. and packs are basically compiled bundled application packages for Linux distributions that have all of the necessary files crammed into them so they're easy to install. So if you'd rather not use the web version of Spotify, you can basically switch over to desktop mode and load up the flat pack hub is what I think they call it, like the flat hub or something like that. Um, and you can just download the like Spotify app because there's an official Spotify app for Linux. And then once you download it through the flat hub in desktop mode, Not only can you use it like a normal PC in desktop mode, but it'll also add a shortcut to Steam and you can launch it in the Steam Deck UI and listen to your music through the Steam Deck's actual main operating system interface, uh, which is really, really cool. And that brings me to a good point as well. Obviously, if you switch to desktop mode, your Steam Deck's a PC, you can plug in Uh, a USB-C to HDMI adapter into the bottom of your Steam Deck, and suddenly you're outputting to up to an 8K display, obviously gaming is not going to be super viable unless you change the resolution in the settings, but um, you could do up to an 8K display with your Steam Deck. Once you have one, you'll be able to plug your Steam Deck into it and it'll scale and it'll pop up on an 8K display, which is really, really impressive. Uh, But either way, you could plug your Steam Deck into a monitor and then plug a keyboard and mouse or connect a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse to your Steam Deck. And voila, full desktop PC experience that you can take with you anywhere you go as long as you have a screen to hook up to and you can bring along a keyboard and mouse or borrow one from a friend. This is a game changer because basically... It's even more portable than a laptop, and if you're going somewhere where you know you're going to have access to a screen or a keyboard and a mouse or any other type of input, you can just bring your Steam Deck along and it'll work just fine. There's even this really, really neat thing called a book, I believe. And shout out to Garter Bryant, this YouTuber that I watch, uh, for reminding me of this thing because I totally forgot this was a thing, but it's perfect for the Steam Deck now that I think about it. Uh, but there's this thing, and it's called like a mirror book or a mirror book or something like that. And basically, it's all of the components of a laptop without any actual processing device inside. So it's basically a keyboard, a trackpad, and a screen in a metal case that looks like a MacBook but there's no actual computer inside and what you do is you plug a USB-C device into the actual Mirabook and it'll project it onto the screen and give you access to the keyboard and the trackpad. So like if you have a Samsung smartphone you could use Samsung Decks, and then you'll have like an Android laptop experience on the go. So you could bring that and you could bring your Steam Deck and you basically have a laptop and a dedicated gaming handheld with you everywhere you go, which is insane. And I'm pretty sure the book even has a full HDMI port on it as well, so then you could output even further to another screen. And what I really, really love too about desktop mode is if you do plug your Steam Deck into a monitor, you can still view the contents of... The Steam Deck screen, like you can have stuff on the Steam Deck screen still. So if you want to have like your Spotify app on the Steam Deck screen and then use the touchscreen to control Spotify while you're like working on the main screen that you plugged into, totally doable. Or like anything, you could have your Steam Deck's performance metrics down there while you're working on the big screen so you can keep an eye on your resources and make sure you're not running out of performance or anything like that. The possibilities are endless. And this is the perfect device for a tinkerer. And you know I'm a tinkerer. I love fucking with my Raspberry Pis and with old computers and, you know, throwing together a home media server and shit like that. And the Steam Deck is going to let me do all that kind of shit. And I love that. And that's not even to mention emulation. Emulation is going to be huge on this thing. And I know for a fact that... GameCube and Wii are basically flawless, and I've heard reports that PS3, Nintendo Switch, Wii U, and 3DS are working fairly well also, which is insane. That's mind-blowing to me. I saw in another video Garter Bryant did, he actually was running a Nintendo Switch game. He was running Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury on his Steam Deck. And it was a flawless 60 FPS, and I was like, what the fuck? It was crazy. It was really, really cool and impressive. Um, And you can add all those emulators to your deck in desktop mode, and then they're in the Steam Deck UI, and you can just launch into them from there without even having to go into desktop mode. And voila, you can play pretty much every single gaming device known to man in one place, you can dock it to a screen if you want and you can play it with any controller you want. It's basically the Pandora's box of retro gaming and PC gaming in general and really the big games that are going to give you issues are super high graphical fidelity, new AAA releases uh, that the Steam Deck simply won't be able to handle very well. That being said, the latest and greatest from From Software, Elden Ring, is working, I believe, at medium to high settings, 40 to 50 FPS solid, locked, on the Steam Deck, minimum drops, and Valve has even added their own fixes to make the game run even more stable on the Steam Deck than it does on PC, which is really, really cool, but... They're putting a lot of love and care into this, and it's so hackable and so tinkerable that it's got me so excited, and I wanted to do a little mini bonus points here and kind of just explain everything for people who aren't super in the loop because I think it's really, really neat. And you know when I get one, I'm going to be doing, like, a whole-ass podcast episode shit. I'll probably end up making more video content because of the fact that I'll be able to have my Audacity installed on there, and my video editor installed on there, there's no guarantee it'll be great, but it should be more than enough to get by, and it should allow me to more easily record content for the channels. So, I like the idea of the possibilities that the Steam Deck brings, and it's just got my mind absolutely blown with all the cool stuff and the main issues, as far as reviewers were saying right now, is there are some software glitches and inconsistencies and tedious things that need ironed out. Like some of the store functionality is a little limited and some of the menus don't respond very quickly and they're, they can be kind of laggy. Um, and I think a lot of that is because the Steam Deck UI is based off of... A web browser based I think they call it Electron um, which basically Electron is more or less a web browser that's running a website that's being presented to your computer as a as an application a, a common application that a lot of people use that is web browser based that a lot of people don't know is web browser based is Discord. Discord actually has a button you can press where it'll bring up like the web developer uh, inspector like you used to do back in school where you'd inspect element on a page and change the text and all your friends would be like, whoa, you can do that on Discord which is really cool because of the fact that it's a web based application. Um, and I think the Steam Deck UI is also web-based, so I think that's probably why there's a lot of glitches. It probably would have been better to do hardware, um, like actual hardware application-based UI for the Steam Deck, but I understand why they didn't. It's probably more performant as far as, like, battery life and stuff. And that reminds me, too, battery life is another thing that's seeming to be not so great on the Steam Deck, uh, because you're expected to get about three hours running a really really demanding game but i've heard that limiting things a lot people have gotten up to eight that's another really neat thing the steam deck does is you kind of are in control of your own battery life and if you're playing like stardew valley and you don't need insane resolutions or insane frame rates or something like that You can lock the frame rate down to 30 FPS and turn the resolution down to like 1280 by 720 and get that 720p experience and your battery life will extend a ton. Like I bet the Steam Deck can run Stardew Valley for like six hours straight no problem. And that's not even mentioning the fact that if you plug your Steam Deck into a monitor, there's no way it's not going to be able to run Stardew Valley at like 4K 60 FPS no problem. And voila, you got everything you could possibly need and everything you could possibly want out of the Steam Deck right there. The only thing is you're not going to be running AAA titles or like high graphic fidelity titles at 60 FPS most of the time, which is something I'm going to have an issue with and I'm going to need to get used to again. um, Because I've been using a 120 hertz monitor for my gaming PC for quite a while now. So, frame rate is something that's extra noticeable to me. Like, I've been playing Elden Ring on the PS5, and when it drops below 60 FPS, my eyes start to burn. They're like, oh, this is not great. This is only like 40 to 50 FPS. This is horrible. And for a lot of games that aren't indie games, the Steam Deck is going to have trouble hitting 60 FPS for sure. I'm fortunate in the fact that most of my favorite PC games, like The Binding of Isaac or Terraria or Minecraft, which the Steam Deck can run Minecraft Java Edition flawlessly, by the way, um, or like Stardew Valley or Binding of Isaac. I don't know if I said any of those twice. um, All of those should be able to be handled by the Steam Deck more than flawlessly. So, realistically, I have a gaming PC I have a Nintendo Switch. This device is supposed to bridge the gap where I won't have to rebuy games on Switch when I already own them on PC. And that's kind of my main thing that I want out of it, if that makes any sense. Because I've always had this situation where I've been like, okay, I love this game on PC. I want to play it on the go. There's a Switch port. Is it a good port? Kind of. Do I want to play this game on the go, though? Yes. Rebuy. I did it for Tony Hawk. I did it for Binding of Isaac. I did it for Minecraft. I did it for all these different games. And now I simply won't have to because of the fact that the Steam Deck is owned by Steam and Valve. All of my Steam games are going to be synced. So every game that I bought on PC theoretically should be able to run on my Steam Deck barring any incompatibilities and that kind of thing. And the other thing is, too, you get Steam Cloud save synchronizing, and I guess they're working on improving the speed. So if you, like, save your game and put your Steam Deck to sleep, it should seamlessly and instantly upload your save file, assuming you have internet, to the Steam Cloud, and you can pull it down instantly on your PC and continue right where you left off, which is really freaking cool, and I hope it works out that way um, because it sounds awesome and I've heard there's some issues with it still but I hope they work it out I'm glad I'm in quarter two for that reason I feel like a lot of these software related issues that people are having with the Steam Deck will be fixed by the time I get mine but who knows either way I think the value proposition of a $400 device I guess I didn't even mention the price yet that can play like a lot of PC games fairly well and also doubles as a full desktop computer if you need it to is just insane to me and i could not pass it up even though i already have a gaming pc and i already have a switch and yes i did buy the 400 hundred dollar version i know there's been a lot of debate amongst gamers on whether or not it's even worth buying the 400 hundred dollar one or if you should just spend the five or six hundred dollars and get the higher storage ssd versions but the truth is Loading times is not something that's ever really bothered me. And as far as I've seen, loading times between like an SD card and an SSD and an whatever they use, I think they use an EMCC an EMC flash chip for the 64 gigabyte model are nearly identical. So my plan is to just get the 64 gigabyte model and put whatever indie games that I want available at all times on the deck. And then, like, if I want to test anything bigger than that, or if I want to play emulated games and stuff like that, I'll dump all my ROMs onto the SD card and forget about it, you know? I think that's the plan that's going to work best for me. I am infinitely hyped for this device, and I could keep rambling on all night about it, but folks... That's all I had for you. I just kind of wanted to update everybody since the Steam Deck came out. I'm supposed to be getting mine April, May, June, so I'm hoping July, uh, when it reaches the one-year point since the Steam Deck was announced, I'll have mine at the very latest, Um, barring any issues. Maybe I'll even get it a little bit earlier, because I do have the 64GB model. And the 512GB model is apparently the one that sold the best because everybody just wanted big storage and didn't want to have to buy an SD card. But I don't know. I honestly think that the biggest thing with the lower storage version where it's going to kind of suck is desktop mode because I've used Linux before and Linux does not always play nicely with multiple hard drives in my experience. It kind of freaks out and doesn't like to mount them all the time. But I'm hopeful that I'll have... A pretty seamless experience. Valve is doing some serious modification to their Linux desktop environment to make it more user friendly uh, and basically you're not going to be able to fuck up your Steam Deck to the point where everything's deleted like I have multiple times on Linux which is really really awesome um, and it should make it a lot more usable for the long term and I'm going to try and hold myself to not unlocking it right away and fucking it up at least for the first couple of months, but who knows after that. But either way, if you folks are interested in hearing my journey after I do get my Steam Deck, uh, definitely follow the podcast, follow my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Hyrulean. We just crossed 500 subscribers. Uh, TikTok at Hyrulean, Twitter at TV. I'll be posting updates when I do get it here in a couple months. It's nuts for me to think, though, March is this month. And April, May, June is quarter two, and that's when I'm supposedly getting my Steam Deck. So assuming nothing gets delayed, nothing gets pushed back, I could see my Steam Deck as early as next month, which is fucking nuts. Uh, But anyway, before then, if you do want to hear anybody else's thoughts, there's tons of YouTube videos out. Go check out some PS3 games running on the Steam Deck. I was very impressed by those. Um, and honestly all the emulation across the board Forza Horizon 5 is running on the Steam Deck which is a great racing game that I played last year Um, and there's a ton ton more so go check out some YouTube content for the Steam Deck it's really, it's impressive stuff and I'm surprised there's been a lot less like sort of fanfare I think people are still getting their Steam Deck so nobody's really been freaking out posting tons of videos and stuff but a lot of people like there's a select group of people who are posting a lot of content about the steam deck and it's really really high quality stuff there's not like an oversaturation yet so go check out like linus tech tips review because it's a really fair albeit clickbaity review Uh, and this guy garter bryant the linux gamer uh, i've been watching him since before the steam deck got announced for his linux videos Uh, But he's been posting a ton about the Steam Deck. In, like, every single question I could possibly have had about it, he basically answered across all of his videos. So, really good content there. Uh, There's this guy, The Fox, who's been doing emulation stuff. And his videos have been really, really cool and exciting for me because I'm huge in emulation. Um, But that's really all I have for you. I know people are going to do a lot of cool shit with the Steam Deck once more people have it. So I can't wait. The future looks bright. I'm glad this is the next console I'm purchasing. I really was expecting it to be like a Switch 2 or something like that. But that's not out of the table. That's not out of the question just yet, you know. Maybe the Switch 2 will get announced by the end of the year and it'll have... uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is its pack-in launch title or something like that but the future is bright for gaming and this is a great year so far for gaming both between the Steam Deck and Pokemon Legends Arceus and Elden Ring and then Horizon Forbidden West and we still got God of War and Breath of the Wild 2 coming out this year there's so much to look forward to and I'm really really happy with gaming as a whole right now because of all the great stuff going on but I think that's enough rambling for now. I think I kept this video slash podcast fairly grounded. And I didn't stray too far off. So I'm proud of myself for that. This is kind of a long one. 30 minutes. Huh. That's one of the longer bonus points I've ever done. But I had to talk about the Steam Deck some more while it was on my mind. And I had to gush about it a little bit more. So I hope you folks don't mind. Uh, But yeah, stay tuned for updates. Have yourselves a great Monday. And I'll catch you all in the next episode of Bonus Points or the Switched podcast or a YouTube video or a TikTok. Bye-bye.